Warning, this program is intended for adults only. What you're about to listen to contains explicit language, sexual topics, and don't be surprised if you get wet. You've just tuned in to Pussy Boss with your host, Victoria Lynn. What's up, guys? It's your girl, Victoria Lynn, and you've just tuned in to another episode of Pussy Balls. Say hello to Sarah. Hey, Sarah. Of course, we got Sarah back on the mic. And this week's topic is, well, I always say my favorite, but I think this is definitely my favorite because the first time I got head, I was in. Well, not the first time. That's a lie because the first time I got head, I was really nervous because I was like, oh, my God. Like, what if I, like, fart in his mouth or something? But um, luckily, the first time I got head, I did not fart in his mouth. So we were good to go. But I didn't really enjoy it till probably a couple of years later when somebody really, really, you know, figured it out. So anyways, back to the topic. <laughs> the topic of the week is oral sex. Who doesn't love oral sex? Do you not love oral sex, Sarah? Sure. What does sure mean? Yes. Okay, like, do you like giving blowjobs? Not as much. Not as much? As other things. As receiving. Yeah. Receiving. I mean, who doesn't like to receive? (laughs) But I'm definitely a giver. I can definitely be a giver. Sometimes too much of a giver, I think. But it's, it's, you know, it is what it is. So did you know that oral sex wasn't actually popularized until, like, the 1970s? Mm -mm. And you want to know what two films popularized it? What? The Godfather and Deep Throat. So have you heard of Deep Throat before, the mm-hmm. porno? Oh, no, no, no. Oh, oh. no? Mm-mm. What would you, what were you, oh, you were thinking of Godfather. Mm-hmm. You've heard of Godfather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how Godfather popularized it. Did you remember, was somebody getting head in it? Do you to remember? To be honest with you, I'm embarrassed to say I haven't seen it. You've never seen The Godfather? No, I haven't. I mean, it's been a long time since I've seen it, so... Uh, but yeah, I, I I don't remember exactly why. Deep Throat, on the other hand, I do know of Deep Throat. I have seen Deep Throat and watched documentaries about Deep Throat. Uh, I can't remember. Oh. I, I think actually um, Lindsay Lohan was the girl who starred in Deep Throat in some movie. Um, the Canyons? I don't Linda know. Lovelace. I think that's her name. Linda Lovelace was the Deep Throat girl, I think. Oh. I could be completely wrong on this, so everybody could be... It's Amanda Siegfried that starred in that movie, Lovelace. Oh, there were two movies. Mm, okay. Okay, yeah, so yeah, you're right. She did the Lovelace movie, and then before that, there was a movie called The Canyons. Hmm. Maybe that wasn't about her. <laughs> I don't know. I know there's this movie with Lindsay Lohan, and she was topless, and I saw her tits, and I remember thinking, like, damn, she got some really small-ass nipples. But... You still looked good, Lindsay. I mean, I'm not hating on you. Anyways, back to oral sex. So, I am very intrigued by oral sex because personally, it took me a long time to really let somebody, you know, go down on me and really enjoy it. And I feel like I'm not the only one. Like, I was always worried, like, what if it smelled or... Did you ever worry about, like, smell? Oh, of course. Yeah. So, would you, like, douche or anything before... I did. I used to douche a lot, like almost to the point where it was like, yo, you need to stop. Your vagina's going to rash. It's not good for you. It's not. To do that too much. Yeah. I can't hear you. To to douche too much. (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> Sarah's face is so funny right now. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I personally love when a guy goes down on me. It's it's like exciting. I kind of get excited. But I also like going down on guys. I mean, that's fun. Do you like, like, will you go down on a guy on, like, before he goes down on you or before you have sex? Or will you, sure. like, yeah? Mm-hmm. So how do you initiate that? I usually don't. <laughs> what do you mean? They usually initiate it. So it's so, okay. So, like, when you, they, so what are you saying? Like, they whip out their dick and they push your head towards it? Yeah, or insinuate, yes, sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. insinuate, like, oh, suck my dick. Mm-hmm. I definitely go right for it. I'm the one that's just like, swoop, whoop, it's out. Hello, or goodbye, I mean, depending. Have you ever walked out on somebody because you whipped it out and it was like, just, you were like, this is just not going to work for me? Mm, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what'd you do? What'd you do? Give me, give me the lowdown. This isn't, no, no. Yeah, why? <laughs> why would you not give me the fucking lowdown? Okay, well, we've got a lot to talk about oral sex because I'm about to get into the history of oral sex. So <laughs> stay tuned. And we're about to go deeper than we ever thought. We interrupt this broadcast for an important pussy service announcement. Hi, guys. It's me, Victoria Lynn. And being the boss of your pussy isn't easy. But being the boss of your mouth is. Now I know you want to suck that dick right away. Or juicy clit if that's your preference. But before you do, let's go over some things. One, if it smells, bounce. BV is real. Two, seeing bumps and clusters, warning, warning. Three, lockjaw happens. Don't overdo it or you may end up in the ER. Now... Go get messy. All right, guys. Welcome, welcome back. And now I'm excited to give you the history of sex toys, or at least the history of sex toys as I know it from my quick Google search that I did earlier. (laughs) Because let's be honest, I'm not a fucking historian or anything like that. So once we get bigger, we'll get people like that on the show and they can correct me on all the things I've said wrong. But until then, just believe everything I say, okay? Sounds great to me. What do you think, Sarah? Would you believe everything I say? Questionable. Why did she pull back at that moment? She went to say yes, because she was like, I was leading her into it. And then when I said everything I say, she literally pulled back. Are you? Is that it? That's- well, everything is just a really, you know, a strong word. All right. Well, let's start off with ancient times, shall we? So there was actually art depicting sexual acts found around the globe, left behind by countless ancient peoples and dating back thousands of years. One scholar, Thierry Laguea, I don't know if that's right, but, you know, sounds cool, told Salon, which is whatever the publication is, you're going to hear me say it multiple times, in 2000, that the first clear, real traces of fellatio are from ancient Egypt. And it is actually a story, like, you know, like how there's the Eye of Horus and the Eye of Ra. Well, Horus was killed by his brother and cut into pieces. His sister, Iris, put the pieces together, but 
by chance, the penis was missing. Wait a second. An artificial penis was made out of clay, and Iris blew life back into Osiris by sucking it. Okay, so let me just reiterate what I just said. So dude was killed by his brother and then cut into pieces. I'm almost sure this story goes with the eye of Horus. I don't know why, but this isn't Horus. This is Osiris. I don't know. I had a tequila before this, so maybe I'm just confusing everything. But anyway, so it's saying basically she put the penis, his penis was missing, so she made an artificial penis out of clay, and then she blew, blew with little air quotes, life back into him by sucking it. And there are actually explicit images of this myth that were depicted in art. So basically, in ancient Egypt, they told you if a man were to die, if you suck his penis, he will live again. Wow. <laughs> I have so many fucked up things to say at that point, but I'm holding back because I feel like people will think I'm really weird if I start talking about sucking penis of dead people. I think you should say it. This <laughs> I'm just saying like, if you could, right, like, keep someone living by sucking their dick, would you? Like, say, like... Me, no. <laughs> really? Even if it was, like, somebody you loved? But you had to suck their dick, like, for, like, 30 minutes every six hours? No. No? Would you hire somebody? What about hiring somebody? I mean, that could be an option. No? <laughs> Damn. You, that's fucked up. I would at least hire somebody to suck their dick every six hours. It's only for 30 minutes. It's not that much. You must not like lollipops. Okay. I don't want to be a slave. There's a little sex, a little bit of sex slaving, but... Mm. It's forced. There's also a time constraint. Like Oh, that's true. The time I constraint mean, does like, suck. Yeah, it's know. like, what if, I, what if I'm at the beach? <laughs> what if I'm busy? I'm at the beach. I'm, I'm tanning, or you know, what if I just decided that day, you know, to go to yoga, even though I never go to yoga? Or what if I want to go on vacation for two days? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Precisely. To um, to like you know, Long Beach. <laughs> Maybe I want to head down to Long Beach, chill with Snoop Dogg for a little bit. That's, that would be actually a real good vocation. Yo, Snoop, if you listen to this shit, pussy balls, love you, Snoop Dogg. <laughs> hey, I drink some gin and juice, baby, and I roll a fucking J. Hey, hey, hey. Anyways, okay, back to. So another ancient building uncovered in Pompeii, a brothel, brothel sorry, called the Lupinar, includes similar exotic advertising services of a prostitute whose specialty was oral sex. So basically at old bathhouses or brothels, actually, they call them brothels. Um, But I think bathhouses and brothels were probably just combined and they just, you know, try to pretend like there's a difference. But I mean, come on, a bathhouse, like a male, female bathhouse, you don't think people were fucking? Maybe for free. Would you ever go into a bathhouse that was multi-gender? Like, naked dudes? Like, they're ding, dinglings? No, I wouldn't. 
I would. <laughs> Naturally. <laughs> I so would. I, the only thing is I'd be fearful of, like, I'd be like, yeah. Yeah, that looks really good. <laughs> okay. Back to you. So, so they actually would have advertising the services of prostitution. Blowjobs. Blowjobs, though, the term didn't actually come into play until, like, the early 1900s, which is funny. Well, yeah, they say late 1800s, early 1900s. Or so this article says, or a couple articles I put together. And, and then we get to the Kama Sutra. You know what the Kama Sutra is, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so the Kama Sutra is one of the world's most famous erotic texts. I actually do own it. Do you own it? No. I do own it. Um... I've looked through it. I've actually done a good amount of positions. Not all of the positions, obviously. How many are there? Oh, fuck. I don't even know. But there's, like, I think it's over 100. Hmm. I don't know. I just have the book, and I've kind of skimmed through it. Hmm. Because I always say one day I'll find somebody who's like, let's hit every position. (laughs) And you can, like, check it off, you know? That would be hot. But I feel like everybody can't do every position because some positions I feel like need bigger dicks and some positions need smaller dicks. Hmm. Right? Don't you feel that way when you have sex with people? Don't you think there's certain positions that if they have a bigger dick, it, like, does better in certain areas? I've never really thought about it. How do you not think about it? When you hop on a dick, you don't think about how what the best way to... be better if it was bigger or smaller? No, no, but how to make it work best for you because each dick is different, right? So if one's thicker, Mm -hmm. you have a different idea than if one's thinner and long, right? If one's thinner and really long, obviously, like, you don't want to be stabbed to death with it because I've been with people who, like, they're, like, pencil thin but then super long. Yeah, it's not really, like, cute. It was one of those ones that I was, like, disappointed. I don't even know if I really had sex. I might have just walked out on them. There's certain guys that I'm just like, yeah, it doesn't work. And I'm not ashamed to say that. I mean, I figure, like, you know how she was just, we just had um, Chica from Ace of Diamonds here interviewing. And she was saying, like, how she sees different pussies. And, like, there's some roast beef pussies out there. I'm hoping mine doesn't look like roast beef. <laughs> I've never been told that. I don't know. Like, do you think you get a roast beef pussy because you fuck a lot, or do you think you get a roast beef pussy just because your pussy looks like roast beef? Like, is it just genetic? Like cellulite? I don't. I honestly don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll keep going then, <laughs> since Sarah doesn't know about roast beef pussy. So in medieval times, the Smithsonian reported that any kind of sex in medieval Europe came with a whole lot of rules and baggage. Quoted, modern day Americans can be thankful that we are not trying to have sex in medieval Europe because what was allowed and what was not, if anything, even more co- was even more complicated back then. Oral sex was among one of the forbidden acts on the list, which is hilarious to me. And also non-conventional positions. So does that mean, like, you could only do, like, missionary and doggy style? Like, what is non-conventional? Yeah. And how do they know what position you're doing? (laughs) Unless someone spills the beans afterwards. Yeah, like, oh, he put me in this whole (laughs) little, like, cradle rock. Mm -hmm. Girl, you got to try the cradle rock. So 
sounds like some jealous ass hate and ration going on here. Mm-hmm. And it says, <clears throat> okay, so the Industrial Times, the church imposed association between sexual pleasure and sin. So basically, this is what I was talking about with um, Will and Chris. We were talking about how at one point, church China kind of has, in a sense, brought about how we are supposed to be within our relationships, i.e. monogamy. Mm-hmm. And that... Well, the church didn't believe that. Well, no, 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 no. Well, yeah, but we were just talking about just in general. Mm-hmm. And then also that... Um, in the Bible, it says man and man. It specifically says man and man are not meant to be together, but it doesn't say anything about woman and woman. Which is interesting, right? I mean, it's an interesting fact. Mm-hmm. Not saying anything bad about the Bible. I'm just quoting a fact that I think is right because somebody told me, so I could be completely wrong, actually. I was going to say, I mean, it'd be interesting to talk to someone that knows scripture yeah really well that. yeah really well yeah we should bring that um oof, that's like a, it, that's kind of like a topic though you don't want to fuck with right why not well you know how people are with religion not everybody's like the way you're thinking true but i know some cool pastors oh well yeah i know i know the scripture very well that would probably talk about this. Okay, well then, hello, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, producer. I'm gonna try to hook it up. Okay. Call, call him the fuck up. Okay, come on. You see what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, it says as recently as the 19th century, sexual pleasure in any relation that didn't directly lead to procreation, even within the structure of a traditional marriage, was considered a mortal sin. So, fellatio was and remains to some extent a taboo. Which sucks because I absolutely love giving head. Like it's one of my favorite things to do. I do you like giving head? Like, I don't love it. You don't love it? No. Do you ever smack it across your face? <laughs> no, I don't. No. <laughs> you never just look at it like it. Just wanna no, smack it. No, no smacking. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have a gag reflex? I do. Well. Yeah. You already know this about me, but yes, I do have a gag reflex. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't even know if I give good head, but I like giving head. Um, <laughs> I'll never forget when I was younger. So here's a funny story. My poor dad. Um, my sister was like, she had to have been like three years old, right? And my dad and his friend look over, and my sister is giving head to the handlebars on the bicycle. And she was getting down, supposedly. And my dad and his friend supposedly looked at each other and was like, what the fuck? And he was like, Alex, stop that! She would, they're probably going to be so mad at me for telling that. But I'm like, hey, girl, get it. <laughs> we know your strong suit. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. My sister's an interesting one. I actually have an interview with her that I haven't released. And we're very different, very different. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very different. So um, now let's move on to the 20th century. So according to research published in the Canadian Journal of Human Sexuality, during the the curse, you hear me say curse? (laughs) During the course of the 20th century, at an accelerating rate, oral sex became a possible component of foreplay. Thank God, right? 
which was the great sexual discovery of the early decades of the 20th century. By the end of the century, oral sex had become an essential component of all sexual repertoire of even mildly adventurous heterosexuals. So basically, in the past 20 years, we've been really sucking some dick and eating some pussy, which I'm down for all that. Actually, I just looked down, and it's 69 right now on my screen. It just said 69, 69. See, 69, where you both get to enjoy the munch, munch, and the blow, blow, whatever. Or munch, 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 blow, 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 whichever way you're going, you know? If you got two dicks, two vaginas, one vagina, one dick. I don't know, because you, what's a 69 if you add two more people? Is that a W? (laughs) A W or an M? It's like a square. Oh, you could do a square. I actually saw one time this porno where basically there was like, 15 girls and they were just all eating each other out and they were all like connected in a circle it's very interesting wow. i was like i just don't understand how they can like focus you know what i mean like because you know when i can't focus when someone's eating me out i'm like oh well if it's good if it sucks yeah i'm bored as fuck i can focus <laughs> you ever tell somebody it doesn't feel good or do you just let them go I usually just let them go. Yeah. No, I'd definitely be like, yo, to the right. Yo, to the left. Yo, that is, that is like literally my thigh. (laughs) You know what I mean? Where they're like literally just like all over the place and you're like wondering why they can't understand it's right where your finger is pointing to anyways. Yeah. It goes back to me thinking guys need like a, or people, because I mean, well, I don't know. I don't think women need to be told how to eat vagina. I'm assuming lesbians are great at eating vagina. I would. Right? Because so, yeah. I figure if I was going to go down there, I know what I like, so I would do what I would like, right? Or at least what I saw in porn. <laughs> I would replicate one or the other. I- I'd probably be pretty good at it. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> oh, we're going, we're doing good on time here. Okay. <laughs> so let's keep going. Part of the normalization of oral sex, researchers claim, was because of the rise of a concern for female sexual pleasure and increasing importance placed on the achievement of mutual orgasms. Well, that's a great thing. Yeah. I think that is true because... Where did that go? (laughs) I mean, I think women were like, I don't want to give you head unless you... Like, honestly, why do I have to put that extra step of head and you're not like at least give me something else because like sex is great, but there's nothing like some like good ass oral. No, I I prefer sex. Honestly, you prefer sex. Mm -hmm. I know I'm like one of the few women that you'll do you come every time during sex. Mm, Most of the time. Hmm. Is it? mm, I want to get, okay. I don't know if she's going to answer this. How do you come during sex? What is it the trick that you do that you like know works for you? Like for me, like I know like top move, you know? Or well there are some sometimes other ways, but it depends on who I'm with. Like it's different. It's just like different every time. Hmm. Cuz I feel a lot of women have a hard time coming during sex. Yeah, I've always heard this. Yeah. Do you come easily when you're getting oral? 
Not as much, honestly. So you're the opposite. Yeah, kind of. See, I feel like oral sex, it takes a lot to get comfortable with somebody bet- yeah, between I, your I'm legs like, like that. You know? Yeah. It takes a while. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, they're all up in it. Yeah. I know. It's, it's very, like, almost invasive. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, we're going to keep on going here. <laughs> so, by the Oh, I already said that. By the end of the century. Um, so, it was reported in a 1994 study found that 27% of man, men and 19% of women have had oral sex in the past year. I think that's actually a pretty low percentage. Though, you know what, though? Ever since I became single, a lot of dudes, like... When you hook up with them, they do not go down on you, but they expect you to give them head. Hmm. Or maybe I just go and give them head. I don't know. <laughs> uh, maybe that's my problem. Uh-huh. In 2012, a survey from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention found that among people between the ages of 20 and 24, 81% of females and 80% of males have engaged in oral sex. So, yeah, basically, if you are 30 and under, you've probably been engaging in oral sex, which is about right. Yeah. Do you feel that, like, as you got older, oral sex became more of a thing than when you were younger? Or do you, like, when was your first blowjob? I honestly don't know. What about the first time a guy went definitely down on you? Definitely in my you? 20s. But really? Yeah. yeah. In your 20s? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mine was definitely, like, in my teens. <laughs> it was not that all. I actually did, like, spit in his face. <laughs> he didn't warn me, guys. And so if you don't tap her on the head and let her know, you never know what's going to happen. It could blow, and not in a good way. <laughs> yeah, listen to my ASMR. I talk about that really quickly in the ASMR. You have to get through the whole thing. Francine still hasn't got through it. She's like, I just can't listen to it. It's too uncomfortable. It is uncomfortable. Yeah. I mean, I personally think she's turned on by me. That's the problem, but (sighs) I can't help that. Girl, you know I'm sexy. You want this ass. Anyways. (laughs) Um, Another... Some other data suggested in 2009 that many adolescents who engage in oral sex do not consider it to be sex. Therefore, they use oral sex as an option to experiment while still not having sex and in their minds remaining abstinence. I've also heard this about anal sex, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is... That's... Yeah, that's... I mean... A long time. Look, if I'm getting to the point where I'm sucking your dick... Dude, come on. We'll do everything else. If you're whipping it out there, you're just... It's just going to end up other places. (laughs) <laughs> That's how I see it. I always knew if I got to a certain point, there was just no turning back. And it wasn't even necessarily that it was like I felt pressured by the guy. It was like I would get horny. And I'm like, well, why? I don't want to. Like, I'm into this. So I knew, like, I could only go to this boundary. I still do the same thing. I know if I pass a certain boundary, I mean, I'm not going to not take it. Ah. <laughs> uh, and just wait, guys, because I got a whole another fucking section for you. Yeah, that's right. This isn't even done. Like, I got so much going on over here on these notes over here. We got Kama Sutra going on. Mm-hmm. 
I think we need to move into the sponsor. Okay. All right. It's time. Now, let's take a second to hear from our sponsors. Last night, I tried to suck his dick, but when he began to facepalm me, I began to gag. I want to go down on him, but my gag reflex sucks. Does this sound like you? If so, look no further. Now introducing Uncomfortably Numb, a flavor desensitizing spray that's specially formulated to reduce the discomfort associated with oral sex. Our refreshing mist contains an intense numbing agent that coats the back of the throat, helping to suppress gag reflex and prevent you from eating for 24 hours. Looks like it's only cock and balls for you tonight. Yay! And don't worry, it's discreet enough to take wherever you go, and it doubles as a breath freshener. Try any of our flavors, including dark chocolate, mint chip, and now also available in pumpkin spice. Limited time only, ladies! So make sure to get you some uncomfortably numb so you can go down on all those fellas with no problems. It's that time. Turn up the volume, take notes, and get ready. Here are your Pussy Boss Tips of the Day. Now that I gave you a little background into the history of oral sex, now it's time for your pussy boss tips of the day and today the pussy boss tips are going to be how to get your pussy ready for pleasure and yes that's right i am talking about grooming i'm talking about shaving cleanliness all of the above because bitches y'all be dirty out there so if you want somebody to go down on you make sure that shit's right and legit and ready and we're going to talk about that right now Tip number one, masturbate. Yes, I said masturbate before you go and get fucked, oral sex, whatever, fingered, anything you're doing. If you know that you're going to meet up with somebody and you're going to get some, just like a guy would masturbate and let one out before he bangs a chick so that he can last longer, the same thing goes for a female. If you haven't been like clitoral stimulated, or <laughs> if you haven't been clitoral stimulated, if your clit hasn't been stimulated in a while, you know damn well as soon as it starts getting stimulated, you're gonna come in two seconds and you're gonna be pissed because then it's gonna be over and that person's gonna expect you to take care of them. Yeah, and you're not gonna be happy because you're gonna be like, that was one little bullshit orgasm. Like, I can definitely do five. So make sure to masturbate. Always masturbate before you go get ready to go anywhere, whether that's for sex, oral sex. Like I said, if you know you're about to get some, masturbate before. Tip number two, shower. Um, I, I feel like I shouldn't have to say this. I mean, I know some guys do like some dirty pussy. So if your man has specifically asked you to like run around the block, do a couple jumping jacks, sit in front of the TV for a few hours, eat some bonbons, and then he wants to lick your pussy, then that's your man's own prerogative. But unless he says that, please take a shower. I have been told that there aren't so many, you know, like there aren't that many bad, in a sense, smelling vaginas. I mean... 
I, I don't know. I feel like all vaginas just in a sense smell in some sort of way. I mean, I can definitely like, you know, smell my vagina. Like, I think everybody knows the smell of their vagina. Yo, Sarah, do you know the smell of your vagina? Sure. See, Sarah knows the smell of her vagina. So, so I think shower is just proper because... You know, you want them to get down, especially if you're thinking they're going to do a little bit of, you know, anal licking, a little bit of little bit of tongue action on the asshole. You better make sure that shit is clean and fresh because ain't nobody want to lick in something, uh, you know, like with crusty cum and ugh, I know that's so gross. But if you got a yeast infection, girl, they're going to know if you don't take a shower. <laughs> that's so fucking nasty. Tip number three, groom. Now, some dudes like a full bush. Some dudes don't like a full bush. I like to go in between, which is, what is it called? The little railroad track, the, the oh, what is it called? The runway, the run strip, the something strip. What's it called? The cat strip, the strip, the runway, where the airplane goes. But yeah. That. You know where it's the little hair strip where it's like just enough hair but not not a lot of hair, but you keep it groomed? That's where I like to go. I like to go in between because you never know. Some guys like it completely bald. Some guys don't. But my thing is, is if you don't wash your pussy or if you don't groom it enough and the hair starts to get really long, yo, that hair is going to smell like sweat real quick. Like... <laughs> No joke, and y'all ladies know what the fuck I'm talking about. If your pussy hair gets to a certain length, no matter how many showers you be taking, in like five minutes, if it's hot outside, your pussy starts smelling. Mm-hmm, yep, Sarah's cooking and nodding her head at the same time. <laughs> so grooming is so important. Personally, I take grooming very seriously. I also don't really need no, like, you know, anal hair. So I take care of that shit, too, and... I think that's normal for everybody. I don't know. <laughs> but when I was like 13, I'll never forget this girl was like, you don't shave your asshole? And I was like, what? I'm supposed to do what? And she's like, girl. She's like, you can't be having them little hairs back there. Like, no guy likes that. And so I just remember at that point in my life, I was like, okay, I'm not allowed to have any hair. I almost actually shaved my, my um, arms because I thought my arms were hairy. I'm so fucking glad I never did that because I'm really not that hairy. And I could only imagine the fucking shit I would have to deal with if I had shaved my arms when I was 13 years old. So grooming is a very, very, very important. Um... I should have put this at the front of this whole thing, actually. Before you masturbate, before you shower, because you want to do all the nasty shit before. Before you go get oral, I would highly suggest not eating <laughs> and making sure your bowels are moved. Everything is clear because you don't want the accidental something to happen where you think you're about to come and then you fart in someone's face. Yeah, and Sarah's again nodding to this. I'm not sure she's nodding to the dog or the fact that she's farted in somebody's face. <laughs> <laughs> but but the truth is is that it happens i you know i mean you think you're about to come you're really about to like let something loose let loose these juices and some other juice seeps out <laughs> oh fuck that's my phone <laughs> that's so nasty yo that's all the fuzzy boss tips I got for you for this one if you know what just go enjoy you some oral sex if you fart in someone's face who gives a fuck? They'll get over it.
It's that time. Time to unwind and release your thoughts. It's time to ask the pussy boss. And it's that time. Time to ask the pussy boss some questions. So the question I got in my inbox today was... I feel weird during oral sex. Is this common or am I just being a little bit too um, anxious? I completely get it. Honestly, when I first got, well, when I first had someone go down on me, I can remember thinking like I couldn't enjoy the whole time. The whole time I was thinking like, well, I guess I was thinking, do I smell? Does it taste good? Is he having fun? Because I mean, like you can't really tell. I mean, unless they're looking up at you. (laughs) You know how dudes be looking up at you and giving you those eyes like, yo, does it taste good? (laughs) Am I doing a good job? (laughs) And you kind of give them a little pat on their head like, good boy, good boy, keep going. Yeah, I I learned that later. But really, like the first time that 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 I had someone go down on me, I was completely like uncomfortable, completely uncomfortable. And really, I don't think I really felt comfortable until I was with a long-term partner who where basically I just got used to someone in between my legs. So now it's like, I'm like, whatever, like been there, done that. So I ain't that worried about it, I guess. As far as for me, when I went down on somebody for the first time, I don't even know if I can remember who the first person I ever went down on was. I don't know if it was that one guy. Might have been this one guy, but yeah, I don't remember. It was obviously not very promising. I remember thinking like if I was doing it right. I think that's always been the question is, am I doing it right? And that's why I always liked porn because I always felt like porn could make me into like this awesome like sexual being for my partner. Because I can't cook, I don't clean, so fuck, what do I bring to the table? Like, I gotta be good at bed, you know? <laughs> but I definitely do think it was weird. I mean, it still thinks it's weird sometimes, like, if it's the first time you're really going down on somebody. Like, it's, it is a very private thing. Which is why I find it so funny that people say, like, I'm still a virgin, but I've had oral sex. Because to me, it's, like, so easy to have sex, right? I mean, you could literally do doggy style and never look at the person the whole time imagine it be somebody else but if you know somebody's like up on your dick or on your JJ, i mean they basically looking at you dead in the eyes you looking down at them i mean i guess you could just look up at the ceiling but it's more fun to watch someone go for you know they get excited you excited (laughs) but i think the biggest in well the easiest way to get past it all is just try not to focus on it and try to just relax and enjoy it I mean, I have a really bad time of just relaxing and allowing my anxiety to just uh, fucking go away. But I find that, you know, sometimes if I just kind of have to fantasize a little bit to get myself away from reality so that I realize that I can get to that level, I will. I mean, majority of the time, if you're good at foreplay, once you get to that part in, you know, the sexual endeavor... I should already be like halfway there. But a lot of guys now, they do just jump into fucking sex. They don't even want to do foreplay, which sucks. Because I know as a woman, I love foreplay. And I don't think you should also be scared to ask for oral. Like, if you want oral sex, like if a dude's like, yo, give me a blowjob. Like, damn right, fucking 
go down on me too. 69, I don't know, figure out a compromise. But I'm sick of like meeting dudes and them just automatically expecting I'm going to suck their dick and then they don't, they don't return the favor. Like, nah, homie. It's not what I want. I want the re- favor return. My one girlfriend gave me the best advice. She said, look, if you want a guy to go down on you, this is what you do. You make him believe you're never going to fuck him. You make him believe you're never going to give him head. You're going to bring him to your bedroom. You're going to basically tease the shit out of him so that they want it so bad that they just go down on you. And when she told me that, I was like, duh, bitch, I should have been doing that this whole fucking time. And that is all I got for you on Ask the Pussy Bells. So, girls, make sure to open up them legs and have a big-ass smile on your face as he goes down on you. Because if it smells or it don't taste right, I'm sure his ass will pop up anyways. You're probably overthinking it. Enjoy it. And I hope you enjoy that big O. All right, my pussy boss bitches. That's the end, or at least the end of this episode. Make sure to follow me, Victoria Lynn, at official Victoria Lynn. And don't forget to follow the show at Pussy Boss on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Show this pussy some love. Until next time, it's your girl, Victoria Lynn. And remember, ladies, to keep patting that puss.